Welcome to the John Harrison Podcast. Do you realize that 70% of people are disengaged at work? I don't think it's an overstatement to call that a tragedy, actually, because it affects the bottom lines of organizations, certainly, but it has a negative impact on all the people that work there, and their families, and the community at large. Nobody's talking about this. Well, on this podcast, we are going to talk about it. Hi, welcome back to the John Harrison Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Hubbard. I have John Harrison and Madeline Baker here from our team uh, to talk about the topic of overcoming procrastination. So what are some of those strategies that you can use to avoid distraction, stay focused, et cetera? So uh, this is another one of those that certain personalities probably have more of an affinity to than others, but at some level, we're all going to struggle with putting off those things we don't really want to do and focusing on the things we do want to do. So uh, we want to talk about that um, and, and get their perspective. Um, so let me just throw out, uh, first of all, maybe maybe almost a humorous thing, but what are those, what's a kind of topic or generality of those things you don't love to do, those things you're most likely to procrastinate on? Then we'll talk about some tactics, but what, what are those things that always hit the bottom of your list just because it, oh, I have to do that again? For me, it is um, like updating spreadsheets or keeping track of things. Like we'll have a big project and we have all these tracking sheets that are tracking like the progress of it or, um, you know, things like that. And so I'll be done with the project, but then I need to go back to the spreadsheet and document all of what we did. So that's one thing that always falls to the the back of my list. Um, And it's such a simple thing. It tends to be sometimes... The simple things, but are very mundane things that uh, fall to the bottom of my list. Yeah, and I think for me, there certainly is sometimes the paperwork kind of stuff. But I think that on the other side of the equation, it's things that I know that will be complex. And sometimes it's on our personal side, like looking to change insurance companies. Like, that's on my list. Mm -hmm. And I go, okay, we got... I've got home insurance and car insurance and property insurance and business insurance. And, and just if we want to, you know, I, I, we've had to do that in the past. And you think, okay, I got to meet with somebody. They're going to come have to look at the house. And then we got to do paper. And it's like, like you almost over, you know, blow it a little, blow it up a little bit and go, this is going to take months and months and months. So I just, I'm not going to do it. And oh yeah. The big things can fall to the bottom of my list too. And I think I've, done better with, this is getting into more of the tactical ways of, we'll just jump right in. Um, so sometimes with big projects, like I have to break it down into those smaller pieces. Like I have to set due dates for the smaller pieces of the project so I can, you know, not just set a due date for when the whole thing needs to be done, but kind of break it down into those little pieces. And that helps me. Yeah, that's good. And there's a, there's a tactic you I don't know, Madeline, if you use it or not, but you'll you'll see if you Google like time boxing Mm -hmm. and people will use that to basically do that. Go, okay, I've got a 27 step project, but today I'm going to try to get steps one and two done Mm -hmm. because I think people do think they get overwhelmed. It's like even when people say, I'm going to lose 60 pounds this year or I'm going to go to the gym six days a week. And when you do that, it almost always fails. So you have to have little goals along the way. Oh, yeah. I... I can think about that even with like my my wedding videography business. I will finish a wedding and I need to do an edit for it. And sometimes I'll put on my list like, I'm going to finish the edit today. And I get one minute into the edit and that's all I get done. And then you get so defeated. Really at Yes. And so if you are on your list, you're putting just that project. That's why I like, John, we kind of talked about to-do list. I know you want to talk about that a little 
because you thrive off those too. But I like to make a fresh to-do list every morning. Um, I have my my weekly to-do list of all the things I want to get done, but then I will look at that list and pick like even sometimes just two things on that list that I'm like, okay, these are big projects, but these are the two things I'm going to do. And um, that makes you feel more accomplished because you're setting reasonable to-dos. Well, and something, my part of that, something I've always done just to help me avoid some sort of procrastination is, well, let me back up and say, I I think similar to y'all, the things I typically get to last are not only the big things, but maybe the things that haven't been done yet. And the funny thing is, those are actually sometimes the things I like to do the most, like creating a whole new process, you know, creating this policy or this procedure or whatever. And I like doing it because I kind of know what I think should be in there, but it doesn't really exist. So I'm just creating it for the first time. But I also know it's going to be a multi-layered project like y'all mentioned. And so I'm not necessarily putting it off because I don't want to do it or don't like it, but because I want to be able to put a lot of focus to it. And so I'll do all the little things around it first, or, you know, the, th- the five other things I have on my list this week, I get them done first. And p- again, part of that's good. Part of it's not because I'm getting things done. I'm trying to kind of clear up my to-do list so I can focus on the one big thing. The bad part is, as you all know, there's always going to be a backfill of things to do, right? I just checked off 10 short-term things and guess what? 12 more just showed up, right? So you're never really going to be at this balance of like, where I have nothing to do but focus on this one project, yay. But I do think it can help me get started sometimes to say, hey, I'm halfway through the week and I feel really productive. So even if this project is really slow, and but I'm going to spend Thursday and Friday working on it, that way I'll still feel like I had something done, even if I don't feel like I made a little headway in that one. But anyway, pro, pro and con there for for me as well. But what are some other strategies? You mentioned to-do lists, but what are some other ways um, that you've tried to tackle those uh, things that are, are harder to get to on the list? Um, how, how do you balance what you like doing and what's not as fun? Um, Tanner, I was going to say, I can really relate to that though, because I, there are many times where there's a big project and I don't want to start it because I'm like, I'm not in a creative mood or I'm not in, I have so many other little things, like you said. So, um, one thing that sometimes I do, and this is so simple to say, but is I just do the time blocking thing. And I've said this on the podcast before I will set a timer. Um, sometimes I'll just say, you know, let me set a timer for like two hours and I'm going to just sit at my desk and focus. And I may not get as much done because I'm not in that creative mood, but at least it's getting my brain. I'm, I'm ticking off a little bit on it and that will, um, and sometimes it, it pushes you to then you're in the mood. Like mm-hmm. you're just, you started. Yeah, so now, spark you're, you, and now yes. you're like, Oh, I, you know what? That got me into this part of it that I actually really yes. love. And now I'm going to start doing that. And it exactly. just, yeah, it's and snowball it's, downhill kind of thing. Yes, yeah. because it is, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm excited to start this, but I'm also putting it off because I know it's going to be a big thing. Um, so I can really relate to that. And yeah, I mean, it's so simple to say, but just, yeah, throwing yourself into it. Sometimes you just have to sit down and start on the little part of it and, hopefully it'll spur that, that excitement to it. Yep. I love that. And I think, um, I know Jen does this a lot, but, and I do to some extent, it's kind of rewarding yourself a little bit by getting things done and getting the things that aren't as fun done first. And I think that's hard because I think in our society today too, there's a little bit of everything is, should be fun. Everything should be passion filled and pretty soon you can fall behind pretty quickly. So even on, you know, we've got 11 acres to take care of. And sometimes on a Saturday, of course, we just want to have fun, but we're like, okay, if we do this, this, and this, then we're going to go out to dinner tonight or whatever. And I think just a little bit of that mental gymnastics in your brain to say, 
I'm going to reward myself if I get some of these not-so-fun things done. And then I can go be creative, or I could go out to lunch or something. And so for some people, that'll work. Some people, it doesn't. But I, I do think you, you can easily get overwhelmed, and now you're just... You're, you're in a very vicious cycle of not getting things done, and then it piles up. So now Tuesday comes, and you go, oh, my gosh, I didn't get those three things done. Now, as Tanner said, I've got six more things done and you can or to do, and now you start spiraling a little bit. So a little bit of, and the reward, by the way, doesn't have to be some big reward. You could say, if I get these three things done, I'm just going to go take a walk outside and get outside when it's a nice day. But little things like that, so you just keep pushing yourself. Well, one thing I want to reinforce that you just said, because I think all that was really good, but um, especially coming from us, when John mentioned, you know, not everything's going to be passionate. I do think it's key to talk about that just for a second, because, you know, those of you that know us, we talk about values, information and passion, driving the things that we do and driving the work cultures that we think work um, effectively and, and all of that. So it's key to point out that even from our perspective, we don't think that everything's going to be a thousand percent passionate all the time every like there's even in the jobs we all love and we've talked about that openly and we're, we're not making it up we're all in our dream job doing what we love to do here but there's still days when it's not easy to do everything right and when it's not just this passion driving it so one thing and y'all probably have more to share on this as well but one thing I've always done to try to keep that passion going is tie it back to the reason we're doing what we're doing, right? So yes, this step in the process isn't overly exciting. I'm not fired up about it like, yes, I love going to work today. But the bigger picture is this is helping us get something done that keeps us sustainable, keeps us efficient, keeps us moving forward, gets this message out to more people or whatever that is. So I think tying that to the bigger picture helps me do some of the more mundane things because I am overall very passionate about what I do even if every little task in that isn't, you know, happy-go-lucky, if that makes sense. So I don't, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add on that. But I just wanted our listeners to hear, you know, we're not talking about some make-believe, just we think everyone wakes up every single morning with this fire burning in them for everything they do. But hopefully that drives the overall job you have or the impact you're making. Um, and you can use that to get you through some of those slower times. Yeah, it comes down to your discipline too and just practicing being self-disciplined. I know that's something that it's hard. You grow up, I know growing up, I did not have self-discipline. Like I, you know, had schoolwork I had to get done, but yeah, I was a procrastinator. Um, and I, I kind of like thrived off my emotions. Like if I don't feel like doing this, then I won't do it. And um, sometimes I didn't always have people pushing me to like get things done. So I've had to learn now as an adult, like you have to be self-disciplined and there's certain routines and things that, that I do, um, to practice that. But, um, one other just point is sometimes if I'm like really struggling, I will look around my office and be like, I need to clean my desk. And just a quick, simple, like five minute tidy up will get me in the mood to like, okay, I feel like my head is now like clear and I can sit and and do what I need to do. Um, so I don't know, having a kind of figuring out the root of like, why are you procrastinating? Is it, you know, because you have a cluttered workspace? Is it because you have your phone right next to you and you're getting notifications constantly? Um, yeah, boundaries and discipline. Yes, yes, that's really good. Yeah, and I think this, we talk about these this approach in almost everything we do, but thinking about it from the other side. Like if you went to a coffee shop and they didn't open, they said they're gonna open at seven 
and they're not open at seven and you're waiting there for them to open and the person said, well, I'm just I'm just not, dis- I just don't like doing the little things like getting to work and opening up the coffee shop. You'd be like, that's really frustrating. Or, you know, yeah, I'll have a uh, so-and-so coffee and they go, yeah, we didn't order the, we don't have that product because, you know, that stuff's not fun at a coffee shop to order things. And at some point you'd be like, this is really irritating because they have to do the little things, right, to make this thing and that could be at your kid's school, it could be at a store, it could be anything in your personal life. You realize there's lots of little things that have to happen. Um, one of my Japanese counterparts said there's a lot of, if you, he said if you have a beautiful chicken dinner at a restaurant, there's lots of ugly things that had to happen before you sit down for the chicken dinner, and, and you can use your imagination of dealing with chickens. But my point is there's all these little things that have to happen. You know, you go on a vacation, and Madeline's getting ready to go on a vacation. If they said, well, we were supposed to visit this site today, but you know, we didn't fill out this paperwork with the North Ireland, blah, blah, blah. We just didn't get it done. So we're not gonna do that today. And, and again, I think we have to sometimes step back and go, okay, there's all kinds of detailed, not fun stuff that has to happen for us to be able to enjoy life and enjoy things. So sometimes you have to put your brain in that space too, that other people rely on it, and that's Tanner's point. If you understand why you do what you do, and it's like the parent, right? I'm guessing, you know, Tanner and Emily, not every part of their life dealing with two soon to be three children is always fun. But when you look at the long term, and there's sacrifice that you make when you have three little kids, and so we can't get into that spiral, right? And so, so today wasn't great, but we're growing three adults. And sometimes you just really do have to step back and have that perspective. So I love that putting boundaries in place, but also remembering the why. Yeah, and realizing that what you're doing doesn't have to be perfect. You know, like we're all infallible. And so just realizing like, okay, this project, I'm just going to sit down and knock out a few things and it's going to look really messy and I might be disorganized here, but at least I'm getting some progress and getting something on paper or whatever it is you're doing. Um and because I know that can that can hold me back sometimes because I want it to be perfect. I want to see the final product, especially with something that's creative. I'm like trying out a million different designs, a million different things. And then eventually it comes together. I just have to remember that eventually it will come together and you're making progress. And I will just say this as a supervisor. One thing we talk about in our sessions is meeting with your people regularly. How are things? What's on your list? And that's good for you as a supervisor to know. But but again, Madeline may have 15 things on her list due October 1st that I didn't even know about. And I think in our team, we try to do that. So we're making sure that Madeline's not going home going, oh my gosh, I have all these things to do. But on the other hand, as a supervisor, if you do have people that procrastinate that work for you, just a little check-in now and then, because that will remind them, okay, I've he, know, he knows that I'm, I'm either fallen behind on that or it's due in two weeks, that might be the push it needs. So you don't have to be a jerk about that as a supervisor, but just going, now remember, and by the way, my team does that with me. They'll say, remember, we have this, you need to do this video, you need to review this this document. And we all need that sometimes because it's not that I'm purposely not doing that or the person is purposely procrastinating, but a little bit of right. internal accountability is good too. 
Well, no, those are wonderful thoughts. I appreciate you both sharing your, your strategies and, and just your perspective on uh, trying to overcome procrastination and how that impacts all of us. Uh, but to all of our listeners, thank you again for joining us for this episode. I uh, hope you've got something out of this and look forward to having you uh, join us for our next time. Thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or thoughts about today's episode or even ideas for a future episode, you can contact us through our website at johnharrisonvip.com or follow us on any of our social media platforms.